they say I'm about my money, yeah, I don't play I got that Benjamin button, I'm looking better every day, boy Hello, it's your favorite sister duo, Tansy and Chandler And although we are best friends with coaching, heart, and grit in our blood, we aren't afraid to admit that we couldn't be more different in our strengths and weaknesses. You see me, Chandler, it wasn't all that long ago that I was known as a lazy, undetermined girl, but I made the decision to change my story and become one of the most consistent, organized go-getters that I know. And me, Tansy, for my entire life, I've been the woman I thought everyone else needed and wanted me to be. I decided to rewrite my story and help others do the same. And finally, I own exactly who I am, exactly who I want to be, and where I'm going. Together, we are taking our wisdom and even unanswered questions and having the sometimes uncomfortable conversations that can make you laugh, make you cry, and remind you that you are not alone. And if she can do it, you can do it. Let's attack what it truly means to be bossy and define what it takes to stop at nothing in the pursuit of being and having it all. Our goal is to not let you sleep on your inner bossy baddie. It's time to own your power, be the woman in charge, the CEO of your life, and it is time to hire, fire, and promote accordingly. What is up, bossy, baddie friends and family? Welcome to the Bossy Podcast. We are excited to be here today. Chandler and I had to work out some kinks. We had to get the energy on the same level before we started talking to you today. (laughs) (laughs) We probably should have recorded the little back and forth before this. I don't think they want to hear that. It's cringy. Just to let you know, when you're that is a part of the the stuff of showing up with people is you got to work through the yuck. You got to work to understand each other. And it's not always rainbows and unicorns. Sometimes it's uncomfortable conversations. And then we tell each other, we love each other and we get through it. I thought you were like the opposite of rainbows and unicorns. And I was like cockroaches and thunderstorms. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> sure. Um, but Chandler had this really cool idea and I'm pretty sure it's what we should have been doing for a long time, but you know, we're learning as we go and she wants to shout out a review and I'm really excited about it and shout out one of our people who listen to this podcast and tell them what's up. Yes. So Kristen B 17, thank you so much for the five out of five stars. So good. Be the CEO of your life. Tansy and Chandler are the best duo for helping you level up your life. I have laughed, cried, and learned listening to all of their episodes. This podcast is, all caps, lit. I love these two hosts so much with three heart emojis and three crown emojis. That is some good energy. Thank you so much, Kristen, for taking the time. Um, We love, like a five out of five star means so much to us. If you think that we are less than five out of five stars, message Tansy and let her know what we can do better. (laughs) Don't tell me. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) <laughs> all right I like it kicking yeah. like off with the real the raw the honesty um so we really enjoyed being able to just kind of freestyle with knowledge and wisdom that we've been working through and we want to do that again so I am going to kick it off I just I am reading I was reading this morning I just started reading you owe you by Eric Thomas I Eric Thomas no that doesn't sound right yeah. Anyways, a country singer. Eric no, Cowell. Michigan State dude. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Preacher, hip hop preacher. Like, I'm obsessed with him. First of all, like, Definitely so good. And he's not he's a country singer. No, and he's from Detroit, so you already know. And 
I love the message he brings. And the message that I was on this morning was about victim mentality. And I feel like Chandler and I feel very strongly about this topic within ourselves and within the people we coach, the kids we used to coach. And Eric is a, is a coach. He's a coach. He works with teams and business people all over. He used to work with kids, still probably does a little bit. And he was talking about feeling alone at a time in his life. He felt so alone, like the whole world was against him and how, if you are feeling alone, that is a victim mentality because you are not alone in anything. And what we can do is we can start processing life with the things that we are missing, the things we don't have, the people that didn't show up for us and start to feel alone. When in reality, if you think about some of the things that you have accomplished or have been able to do, you did not do that alone. We don't lose alone and we don't win alone. And can you, can you back up and define what victim mentality means? Well, I think I'm, I will have my own definition as someone else would have a different definition, but I think it is when you feel like the world is against you and you allow it to hold you back. And there's, there are two different types of people. There are people who have circumstances where it can feel like the world is against you and decide that that's not the reality of their story that they're going to pursue. And then there's the people who let it slow them down and say, I I'm a victim of this, not a victor of this. I, this is happening to me, poor me. Um, not, this is happening for me. Like this sucks, but I know that something I am going to make something good happen of this. And he has been through so much and he kills the game now, but he has had so much up against him. And if you think of anybody in the game of anything who has done big things, like they had odds stacked against them. And so, but the part of victim mentality that I just thought was interesting was connecting it to feeling alone. Cause I think we can all go there. Like, I don't consider myself to have a victim mentality at all. Like all the opposite to, to yeah. a fault. Like I refuse, I will no, I am not a victim in any situation, almost to the point where I don't allow myself to even sit there and feel the fact that something maybe bad did happen to me. Yeah. But, um, there are times where I feel alone and I realize through that, listening to that, that I'm creating that story. Like I am not alone even. So he was talking about how these kids that he used to coach, like they would complain about their dads, not coming to the game. Like he's like, I've seen so many dads not come to the game. And they, that's all they were focused on. But he was like, so who brought you your shoes for the game? Or how, how, how'd you get water? How'd you drink the water for the game? How did you get to the game yourself? Like, think about all the people that helped you even step foot in that moment. Like, yes, your dad might be there, but you have support. How'd you get on the team? How'd you, all the things. Yeah. And we have to accept support. We have to choose support. Yeah. And we, we go, get in this mindset where it's almost feels better to isolate ourselves and say, I'm alone in this, but that's us doing it to ourselves. Yeah. And it's a victim mentality. It is harder to accept support and accept that you're not alone because it's almost celebrated where you're like, I'm alone in this and yeah. I got to do better for myself. Well, And it's like, everyone has victim mentality in them. Like there's not a single person out there that does not have that. Yeah. It is a, it's never an arrival where you're like, I'm no longer the victim. It is a constant 
fight. It is a constant habit to overcome the victim mentality. I feel like I used to have victim mentality so bad. Wow. Yeah. As a kid, like growing up, I, I feel like I always pitied myself and I always felt bad for myself. And I always thought things were happening to me and not for me. Mm. And I think that it's a total mindset shift, but everyone has it. Like, it's not like you see someone like, like Kobe Bryant probably had a victim mentality in him, but he overcame it. Freaking Mamba mentality, dude. Like he, he legit, like you have to focus on all the things you're saying, like, what do you have versus what do you lack? And what are things, you know, if something bad happens to you, or if something doesn't work out in your favor, what other doors are going to open because of that? I saw this TikTok earlier, actually. I thought it was really badass. This girl was like, to all the doors that closed on me, I'm coming to buy the building. I was like, Ooh, baby. I was like, can I steal that? That's so good. I love that so much. That is like total opposite of victim mentality. Yes. But also we're going to, that's a perfect segue into what I want to ask you about your life by the building. But I want to say one last thing about victim mentality is I'm going to call myself out as I call anybody else out. It's selfish. Like it's self it's you're being self-absorbed by that, by feeling that Mm -hmm. and allowing it to consume you. Yes. Because you're focused on yourself so much. So impacting, like you're impacting all the chapters to come. I feel like when you're in both, in both ways, when you're a victim and when you're a victor, like you are affecting so much that you cannot see by having those, those mindsets. Yeah, dude. So by the building Chan, this was not even planned. What a perfect segue. Yeah. Um, Chandler has been, this is my sister. Okay. She wants to get a house, which is really exciting. Like growing up little cutie. (laughs) And I feel like the past two weeks, every time I talk to her, she's like, I'm talking to this person about real estate, or I've just got off the phone for two hours with our uncle about investments and properties. I can't talk because I'm Googling, um, how much this ground is worth this dirt. And I'm like, bro, okay. Talk to you later. So tell us about what you're learning and where you're at with all that, because although real estate is not something that you might have come to this podcast for, I do think that investing, being a, being bossy means Mm -hmm. recognizing that there are ways to make income in all ways, shape or form. And then also the process of learning and taking, becoming, being bossy with the intention of what you're doing with your life. So go ahead, Jan. Yeah, it has been a really interesting last 15 days, literally not even that long, 15 days since we, me and my, my, my fiance and I have started to put this in motion and I am a pro renter. I have been renting apartments since I was 21 years old. I am very good at that. I understand what it looks like. I understand the type of apartment that I desire. When it comes to actual real estate and buying a home, I know jack shit, literally nothing. You tell me interest rate. I'm like, cool. I have no idea what that means. Literally no joke. I have no, well, so here's the thing is I was starting from ground zero. Like, where do I even start? And obviously I have a really smart fiance, especially when it comes to like finances, like he knows his ish, which is awesome but we've, we've never bought a home to live in either of us in our lifetime. So this is a whole new experience for both of us, which is also 
like a whole nother podcast to talk about things you go through in relationships, which has been really funny and comical, but, um, you can, you can dabble a little bit of that. We're yeah. Interested. Well, I do think it's really interesting because you don't hear this talked about a lot, but like, I am, I am naturally the emotional one. I go into a home and I love it no matter what. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. There's been some really crappy homes and I'm like, absolutely not, but I get emotional about that too. I'm like, I'll cry if I have to live here. <laughs> I'm literally just touring the home. But Matt, he's very even keeled and he's not, you know, he's seeing the bigger picture. He doesn't get emotionally tied. Like there's this home that I really liked and it's really nice. You know, it's, it's rehabbed, it's renovated. And his immediate comment back is it's fine. And I want to strangle him. What do you mean? It's fine. Is it good or is it bad? Are you excited or are you not excited? But that's just him. And so that's fine. You know, you have to accept people for who they are. I'm on the other hand, like, I'm going to throw up. I'm so excited. (laughs) literally like what the heck I I need to get it together anyway back to the beginning I had no idea what I was doing what I was looking for so you start to like I started to narrow things down like this is what I really want out of a home these are my non-negotiables but then it came down to understanding am I making the right move with our money and I just have to say that you can if you have self-trust like if you have done if you've taken enough action in your life which I'm going to assume anyone that's listening to this has taken action in their life. You have built trust within yourself that anything can be put in front of you. You can figure it out. And that is who I am. I truly believe that about myself. And so when real estate was put in front of me, which I'm very blessed, I'm super grateful. I can't believe I'm even in this situation, like total gratitude for this, but I, I had no idea what I was doing. So there are podcasts, there are books, there are blogs, there are social media profiles for literally everything. You just have to have the mindset of, I'm going to go after this, Mm -hmm. but here's my problem (laughs) is I go from zero to a hundred. And I know it's because I have OCD. I I literally diagnose, I take medication. I don't let that define me by any means. I actually think it works in my favor, especially in this type of situation, but I become completely enthralled, completely obsessed. Nothing else matters, but me figuring out real estate. And that's what I've been drowning in for the last 15 days. Wow. Yeah. It's wild. I don't think think, anything else. That's crazy. I think that that's somewhat normal for things that you get excited about. Yeah. But I would agree. Like I, the the fact that I truly do believe you, like I can do anything that I've set my mind to. There's, I, I know a lot of people say that. I truly believe that about myself. I can do anything I want as long as I set my mind to it. Mm -hmm. But here's my problem is I treat these things like victims, like I'm going to totally understand you and have you wrapped around my finger, Mr. Real Estate scenario. And once I figure you out, I'll probably get bored with you and I'll move on to the next thing. It's really a mess, but it's also great. So anyway, I know a lot about real estate right now. I feel like we put in our first offer last night. Wild, wild times. You guys, I didn't sleep. I was just telling Tansy, like I was so giddy. It's really exciting times. Um, Okay. So... One, I just want to clarify to the audience that she is looking to find a home, not only to settle down and start building her life, but because she has recognized that there is money to be made in investing period. And Mm -hmm. there are all different types of ways that you can invest money. And one of the ways to invest money is to invest in real estate. And so 
the reason why she's so obsessed with it is not only to find the best home for herself, but to also find an investment that will end up making money for them in the long run. So that does take trust. That does take a little bit of a risk, especially yeah. in this day and time of where we're at. So maybe give us like the top three things that you would tell the Chandler 15 days ago, Oh my gosh. What, what she needs to know. So much I've learned. Let's see. Um, first of all, I would tell her that Zillow is quite possibly the most amazing app out there. <laughs> it really is helpful. Everyone uses Zillow. So try again. <laughs> okay. So what I think is really important for me and what I learned is I, we had to narrow down where we wanted to, to be first. Like we had to narrow that down and define the reason why, like, are we, cause you can approach real estate from so many different angles and I am no expert by any means, but I will be one day just wait. But, um, so many, <laughs> so many different angles you can approach this type of like investing, but figuring out the area that we wanted to be in at first, like we went, I, I swear we've, we've like walked into like 50 homes legit. And I find that really fun. I also think it's like a really fun project to do with your partner. Like it's just something different. So narrowing down the area though, or the neighborhood, even you can really save a lot of time and energy. And do like you guys did research on the forecast for the future of the building of those areas, right? Like yeah, the advancements that are going on around them. Yeah. So usually there's like always in a city, like you can, I, I honestly, I've been looking on Instagram, like Raleigh has like this Instagram page where you can see the up and coming renovations and, and building plans and all of the exciting news that's coming to Raleigh. And then you plan, if you're looking for like an investment property, you plan around that, but then you have to get even more granular and you start to look at, do you, are you going to be doing the renovations? Um, so if you were to buy a home, that's really cheap, you would have to put some work into that. And Matt and I are just not handy. So that's not, you know, going to happen. And you could always pay someone to do that, blah, blah, blah. But for our first home, we don't really want to lift a finger. So that was the next thing that I would have told myself, like only look at homes that are move in ready. And then I think the next thing is, is a lot of what I've learned is looking at comparing the listing price to the local neighborhoods. And I mean, there's so much you can compare, but looking at price per square footage has been the most helpful for me. So let's talk like generally speaking though, like investment things. Like when you talk to JC, what's, yeah. what's something that he hit you with that you were like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So JC is our uncle and he is a real estate professional. He's not a real estate agent, but he's a professional, like literally that's his title. Yeah. And no. yeah. I don't know. Like I've learned so much from him, but he honestly, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know one thing to look at. I think one thing that really hit Matt and I in, in the face last night or yesterday when we were talking with him is we have money and savings and we're nervous and we're a little bit gun shy to make an offer. But JC like point blank was like, you're actually losing money on that, on that money. That's just sitting in a savings account. If you were to put that into a home, it's not like it's gone unless you make a terrible decision on location, but we're not, we've done our homework when it comes to that, but you're actually just moving your money somewhere else where it's going to make money for you. Mm -hmm. And we, it's like, it's crazy because we know that, but when you're in the situation, you're, it's hard to think of it that way because not having access to capital, like we're going, like we do now because we're going to put it into a home or put it on a down payment. That is a little bit scary and nervous and nerve wracking, but like, it's the smart thing to do with your money. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I really learned from him is you can be an employee forever. 
you can be you can be an employee and pay taxes and do all the things forever and work your butt off, or you can have your money that you've worked hard for work for you. Yes. And that's what wealth is. Like there's there's money, there's making money, and there's being wealthy. And wealthy is having money work for you mm-hmm. in the long run. And that I think just having that mentality that anyone can have that, anyone can do that. And you can start small, but it's being, it's taking the ball in your hands or whatever, (laughs) and being like, it's my job. Just as much as we say, it's important to be in the driver's seat when it's your fitness, your goals, like your standards. I have to constantly remind myself, like no one's coming to save me and help me put this, put this hard earned money that I'm working for to work for me. Like I, and I don't. I don't want to depend on anyone else to do that. Like we got to take ownership of learning that even if it's not exciting and fun, I think. Well, and I think like, that's like the topic of falling in love with the process and anything you do is one of the most powerful things. I think that we underestimate because people, people can take anything away from you. You can get, you can have your job taken. You can have your family taken, you can have your money, your car, whatever it is. But what people cannot take from you is your knowledge. The more, you know, the stronger you are. And so I, I have fallen in love with that. And I've fallen in love with processes for anything that I'm going through. And to your point, like, I don't want someone else to just do it for me. I want to have that knowledge so that I can be powerful. And it's so crazy because you don't understand that by taking action, all of the things that can happen for you. So for example, we just started taking simple action. And the first thing we did was we requested a tour on a home that we had no business going into. First of all, no business. It was way out of our price range, but the real estate, one of the realtors called us like 17 others texted us, but she called us and I answered the phone and I talked to her and I'm like, dude, she's got really good energy. Like she sounds really cool. And when I met her, I was like, oh my gosh, like she's my age. She's also engaged. Well, she's now my good friend. I talk to her every day and she, I already asked her, like, you want to come to my turnup class when I, when I'm on the schedule, she's like, I'll be, I'll be at all your classes. I'll be the first one there. We went over to her house and had drinks with her and her fiance. Like she, just really cool. You, I had no, that was not in my plans, but you brought in your life by putting yourself out there and taking action. And you have these experiences that really create a fun living life. Um, Gosh, what were they just going to say to that? Oh, and I, sorry, I was looking at my notes that I had on getting rich. <laughs> um, <laughs> and basically you obviously want to take advice too, from the right people. So that's a whole nother, if we want to put it generally out there speaking, like my sister didn't go to me to ask me about investments. I'm good at a lot of things, but she went to the person she knows has done it and won. So like, stop taking advice from people who are telling you what to do with your money, who aren't doing well with their money. Like, so true. go to, go to the experts, like seek out expertise in every area. Like every coach needs a coach. Every mentor needs a mentor. I have, I have a coach in almost every area of my life. And yeah, but I think that that can hold people back too. Like, if you're like, I need a coach, don't let that be the thing that holds you back. There's podcasts. There are books. You might have a silent mentor that you've never met or spoken to. Yeah. I could well, have that's done all of this without, without our uncle, I could have still learned all of this. It would have been a different approach, but like I, the, the whole purpose behind this is find someone who's a guru and listen to everything they say. 
Yes. But also trust yourself in your own knowledge and seek different perspectives as well, because there, there are different perspectives of the ways to do things. Yep. Agreed. Um, right here, it says embrace accountability and take business risks under your own name. Society will reward you with responsibility, equity, and leverage. You'll never get rich by renting out your time. So I think that's where, where wealth comes in is like, we are trained in, in this world, in this society that the harder you work, the more money you will make. Like, that's what we are learned. That's what we are taught. You got to work harder to earn more. And as much as that is true to a certain extent, like you have to work hard to learn how to work less. I think you have to start there. Yeah. But the real wealth comes in seeking out opportunities where you are actually pulling back the, the time for money, the it's, it's being smart. Like someone, um, said the other day, like working hard is really important, but it's not more important than being able to make decisions and have good judgment, make decisions and have good judgment. Dude, that's huge. But you, you have to have good judgment by like studying and knowing more. You have to work hard to be able to understand judgment though. Um, earn with your mind, not your time. That's what you basically just said. Like my knowledge is my biggest asset. Yep. Anyways, good stuff. Ask me something about my life. That'd be great. Um, well, tell us about where you took your dog today. <laughs> Why? Because I think that's a big deal that I took her to daycare. Yeah. So you're outsourcing things for your time. I feel like that's a big deal. Yes. So I took my dog to daycare today and speaking of outsourcing for time there, that is one way to help yourself make decisions and have good judgment in regards to your time. It's to figure out your hourly rate of what you are worth. And we talked about this with Jesse Lee, and I think we might've talked about this on the podcast, but figuring out your hourly rate of what you're worth. And then that will help you decide, is this worth me trying to figure out, or do I outsource this so that I can continue to make the money that I need to make with my time. And I think I heard on Gala Darling's podcast that it's like, I don't even want to say this, but I think you take what you make in a year. Never mind. I'll have to come back on the next podcast and give you the formula because it was like, take what you make in a year, divide it by 250 and times it by eight or something. But I don't think that's right. So I'm going to let that go and I'll come back. 250 would be the days of the year that you're assuming you're working. Yes. Yes. And yes. eight would be the hours in the day. So that does make sense. Yeah. But it's, it's different for everyone. You have to decide how many days a week are you working and how many hours a week are you working, whether that's your side hustle, your full-time job. And yeah. then you take that, you take your take home instead of your gross income, you take your take home and you, you use that as a formula. Yeah. But I think that's really important to know. Yeah, I do too. So you took your dog to daycare. How okay. much did it cost? $50. I don't even want to talk about that. Why are you making me talk about that? I'm not happy about it. This is your time to get vulnerable. I can't believe how much that costs. And I was telling Chandler, like, I don't care how much money I make or how much hours I'm worth in an hour. I will not be spending $50. <laughs> and I think that's okay. Like it's also deciding what's worth spending and what's not. Yeah. So I will be moving differently in that regard. <laughs> Freaking Chicago, man. The hell is this? 
That's you better wild. get a sucker or something. A sucker? I was going <laughs> to say like a pedicure, man. Jeez. They asked me when they got there, like, does she have a photo shoot today? They had a photo what? session set. Like they had like the pumpkins. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, she's just here to hang. Oh my gosh. She's just here to hang. <laughs> they laughed at that. I was like, I'm serious. Wow. The photo shoot. I wish you would have done that. Well, I feel like that's a lot for today's podcast. So let's go ahead and wrap it up again. Thank you guys so much for your five-star reviews, fives out of fives. And thank you for your review of actual writing. We're going to continue to read those in the beginning of each podcast. That's going to get really fun. And we love you so much. Anything else, Dance? Love you guys. I'm a bad mom, that's what they say I'm about my money, yeah, I don't play I got that Benjamin button, I'm looking better every day, boy huh. Girl, what's in your DNA, huh? I'm a boss and a savage huh. Girl, what's in your DNA, huh? You know I'm far beyond average huh. Girl, what's in your DNA?